Welcome to Customer Service Academy Radio with author and customer experience expert, Tony Johnson. Tony will share his vision for successful customer service, leadership, and business excellence, and speak to some of the most impactful leaders in business today. And now, here's Tony Johnson. Hello, everybody. Customer Service Academy Live is on the air. I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader. Today's episode brought to you, as always, by IgniteYourService.com training and consulting. And folks, I'm still offering a free 45-minute phone coaching session, really to talk about service, sales growth, connecting your company and how it can thrive in a post-COVID economy, really talking about your brand and how you go to market. Please dial it up today at IgniteYourService.com slash comeback. And so let's talk today a little bit about where we are and, and where we're heading. You know, and, and the reason I want to talk about this a little bit as sort of a preamble is because, you know, across the country, there has been a little bit of rollback, a little bit of taking that step back. It was great watching the economy work through all the various phases out there. You know, every state, every locality had something a little bit different. But in general, everybody was kind of opening in phases, you know, through one, two, and three, and, and what, would that, what that would mean for capacity at places like restaurants and retail establishments. But, you know, there some places that hit a pause button. I know in Florida and in Texas, there have actually been a real spike in the, in the coronavirus, the COVID-19 cases. And in those cases, they really have had to... Think about what they're going to do next. And if, and if you look at some of the behaviors out there and, and you know, shame on some of the folks who have been out doing these things and, and also on some of the businesses that let it happen as well as some of the localities. So, you know, when you see, you know, folks, you know, clustered together in a swimming pool, you know, and, and they're all together at some of these, these beach locations, these hotel locations, these kind of party locations, you know, when you see people out without face masks and whether you get behind the face mask thing or not, regardless of where you fall on the, on the face mask continuum, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit of, of, of healthy skepticism, of course, is a good thing. But you know what? There is some evidence out there that the face masks really do work, that there is some compelling evidence there. So you know what? Why take a chance? If there's a chance you can help out your fellow person and as a business, if there's a chance you helping to, to push the piece on, on the face masks, then I think we all have to do that, right? Because again, we are all in this together. And I know we're probably all tired of hearing that, right? We're probably all tired of hearing new normal or we're all tired of hearing we're in it together. But the truth is we are. And if we are going to come back in a compelling way that really is going to drive success, we're going to have to find a way to really get through some of these pieces. So, you know, as I watch businesses and, and localities have to hit that pause button, have to step back, have to take some pieces and, and again, roll them back a little bit and, and kind of come back at it from a different angle. It shows what happens if you really don't have a thoughtful approach or if you don't have everybody kind of on the same page. So please, whatever you can do out there to, to protect your, your fellow patron, your fellow human being, you know, in the spirit of kindness and health and safety, please, I'm just encouraging everybody to do that because I don't know that anyone has ever gone wrong by being nice, being kind, and thinking about safety first. So that brings us to this week's core topic. Let's talk about adaptability and training because those are going to be the difference makers and so very important to those who really want to succeed and win as we continue to reopen the economy. As I said before, there's not going to be any normal. We are always going to have to continue to evolve again. We have just, you know, kind of pushed forward several years on the evolution of things like working from home, on kindness and customer service, on self-service. We really just have advanced the ball down the field a little more quickly than we all anticipated, but we were going to get there anyway. This evolution isn't something like we could look back and say, oh gosh, we never would have gotten there if not for COVID-19. That's all a bunch of nonsense. Just know that together we can actually you know, evolve together. We can make it work, but we have to start by really thinking about how we're going to go to market, 
And also, how are we going to train our teams? You know, training really does have that ability to be such a difference maker. You know, if you think back to a few weeks ago when I put out my podcast episode on selection, making sure you have the right team in the right role at the right time. Of course, that's so very important. But once you get them on board, once you get those great people in, what are you going to do next? You know, I swear I've had bosses in the past who it seemed to me they were they were more worried about training team members and thinking that they might leave than worrying about what if we you know didn't train those people and they stuck around. So, you know, I think when we look at training, you know, let's 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 double down here on a couple of core ideals. Really, you have to decide at the very beginning, what does your team need to know? as they come on board. And that starts with a great orientation. It starts with a great ability to really ground them in the core principles of your organization. Because remember, onboarding and orientation, that's the first step of training. When a team member comes on board, they're making some decisions right away. You know, it's a two-way street. When, When you hired somebody, when you select a team member, not only are you choosing them, but they're choosing you as well. They're saying, yes, I want to go work for this organization or probably more to the point, I want to go work for this leader because let's let's face it, people pick leaders. They don't necessarily pick organizations. And so when we think about this idea of training, this is your first chance to live up to the commitment you made them that yes, we will make sure you know what you're doing and we will build your confidence and your competence every single day. So when you think about that, you know, safety, has to be one of the very first things that you make sure you ground people in. You have to make sure that people know where their workstations are, where they can get the tools and and the pieces they need to do their job, introducing them to their coworkers, and really understanding what your expectations are for service, for quality, for leadership, whatever those things are, make sure that they are well-grounded in those. If you have values, commitments, promises that you have made you know, to your customers, to your consumers, to the organization as a whole, please make sure that you are starting right off with those. And then finally, what are the job duties? How, does, you know, how do you do your job? How does the job get done? How does the widget get made? How does the product get to market? How does the guest get cared for? All of those things have to be a part of, of the training, orientation, and onboarding process. And so really, there are probably three sort of pieces to this training puzzle. So the first is the training itself. You know, you have to make sure that people aren't starting work until they're fully trained, that they're not serving customers, they're not, you know, responsible for getting something down the assembly line until they know what they're doing. Because, you know, confident, competent employees deliver the best product and the best service, and you can't get there without great training. So it makes me think of this sandwich shop I used to go to on the way home. And, and as I would walk in, it was a great sandwich shop, by the way. Walked in, it was on the way home from work and, and a great place to stop and, and get that sub as I was heading home for the day. But you know what? When I when I walked in, I could spot a new team member from a mile away because, you know, all I would see was the top of this person's head. You know, they'd be looking down, staring at the vegetables, cutting the bread and putting the, the meats on there just right. And they seemed very worried about making sure that they got it just right. Like, you know, you know what, your boss coming down on you, your very first or second day on the job. And so these folks were just, you know, really trying to pay attention. Now, the great part was is they were trying to do a good job and that was very admirable. But the downside was, is that because they were so focused on actually trying to do their job, trying to sort of figure out their way through this environment, that they weren't making good eye contact, they weren't very conversational, they weren't smiling, they weren't necessarily rude, but they were not, you know, the, the ace customer service folks that they would actually be in in just a week or two. And so I think the challenge there 
is how do you close that gap? You know, how do you get from a point where someone is trepidatious at work, they're maybe a little anxious at work, and get them to that point where they are, are a well-trained employee who can really deliver on the brand promise, your company promise, all that that great language that you put in your newsletter and on your website and you laminate and stick up on your walls. How do you train them to a point, you know, where you can really get there? And I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, particularly right now, you know, my gosh, my training budgets have been slashed. My gosh, there aren't enough hours in the day. My gosh, we used to have budget for training, but we don't anymore, or we don't have as much as we used to. You know, and I think that's where you're going to have to get creative. And I know people hate hearing that, but I but I mean it. Really think about how you can deliver that training. You know, I think gone are the days in a lot of ways of being able to, you know, dedicate, you know, days, weeks, or months to getting someone grounded in their job or, you know, being able to pull somebody aside and, and give them ready for a new role. I think what you have to do is think about how do you transfer these skills? How do you bring these skills along in somebody in little micro pieces, in little small bites? Because, you know, again, the grand training endeavors may be a little different than they used to be. But if you look at the cumulative effect, right, of bringing employees in and, and maybe giving them 5, 10, 15 minutes, half an hour of training, you know, every day, what's the cumulative effect, uh, you know, of that over a week, over a month, over a year? You might be surprised. So never miss an opportunity, even if you only have 10 minutes to give somebody some training. Don't miss out on that because, again, we're talking about cumulative effect here. The second piece of this puzzle when it comes to training is making sure that people have the tools they need. So, you know, you've trained them, but do they have the right tools? If you think about someone who's working in a grocery store, you know, do they have the products to put on the shelves? Do they have the pieces they need to go out and perform the cleaning duties they, that they have to do? You know, all of those kind of things. You, know, you can't sanitize a cart for somebody if you don't have sanitizing solution and a towel, for example. One of the things that I hear most often when I'm out doing training, and one of my favorite things, by the way, is during my training sessions, I love to ask team members what they need. I love to ask them what might be bumming them out or what tools they need to better do their job. Often it's the simplest things, the cheapest things, things that really don't take a lot of capital investment, but that go a long way toward ensuring that employees feel appreciated and like they have been enabled to do their jobs well. So the other thing that this does too is it reduces friction for your employees. And you know, you've probably heard me talk a lot about friction for guests, for customers, for consumers, making things easy on them. Well, that starts by making sure that you prioritize a hassle-free experience for your employees, for your team members. Now, work may never be easy. A lot of, a lot of you are probably in, in physical, demanding workspaces where people work hard and in hot environments. Well, yeah, I mean, work is work, right? And, th and that's fine. But don't make it any harder than it has to be. Of course, you're never going to you know, pay somebody for doing nothing. You know, work may never be easy per se. But thinking about how you make sure that you remove all the unnecessary hassles, inconveniences, and nonsense out of your team's way, they will appreciate that and they will share that ease right along to the customers they serve. So please, make sure you invest some time in, in making sure that your team has what they need to do their job. And then the third piece, it's sort of the show me, don't tell me or role modeling. You know, I, I believe that team members are always looking at their more tenured team members or their leaders to see how to behave. Leaders in a lot of ways forget the megaphone they have with their simple daily behaviors. How people act 
really does tell a lot about what their expectations are and what they believe in themselves. You know, so setting that great example, whether it's wearing a mask yourself in public, uh, whether it's washing your hands frequently, whether it's treating people with dignity and respect, whether it's never walking past a safety hassle, all of those things, to, you know, they send a message to your team and they say, I value this as a leader and I want you to do it too. And so please don't ever, don't ever forget that if you are a leader or a highly tenured employee, you absolutely will send a message to others of what the right behaviors are. And don't miss out on a chance to do that. And, and leaders, if you walk by a problem, you walk by nonsense, you don't treat customers well, you just endorse that for your entire team. And this goes for CEOs all the way down to frontline supervisors and everybody in between. Our team members, team members out there in any organization are absolutely watching how every member of the leadership team, and again, that's executives as well, they're, they're watching how people behave and they're going to emulate those very behaviors themselves. So please remember, train well, make sure they have the tools they need and set a fantastic example. I talk a lot about this in my book, Together We Serve. So if you want to really grab a book that really can bring some of these things to really to life and really give you the what and, and how to operationalize these things, go to amazon.com and order Together We Serve. You may have to search Together We Serve Tony Johnson, but I promise you it's there. And you can get it in ebook, you can get it in paperback, you can get it in audiobook. Please dial it up at Amazon today. All right, let's talk about what happens if you don't train. And this is something that everyone needs to sort of have a, a handle on because, you know, the, the positive sides of training are amazing. But if you don't train, there can be some real unintended consequences that come to an organization. So often it will start with frustration. Team members will think, oh my gosh, nobody's communicating with me. They're not telling me how to do my job. I, and, and, and sometimes they'll even take that out on a customer, right? So it really is creating hassle and friction and bad feelings within your employee base. Now from there, team members, though, for the most part, still want to get the job done. They still want to provide the service, the product. They want to try to take care of people. They want to try to live up to the brand standards that you probably told them about in orientation. And so they may make it up as they go along. They may improvise. So, you know, in lieu of any formal training, they're going to try to get the job done. But that may lead to some inconsistent service. That may lead to a lack of quality. It may lead to every time a customer comes in, they get a different experience. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Sometimes it's nice to be innovative, but often customers don't like to be surprised when it comes to value or quality or, or simply what a product is when it's done the right way. And so, you know, those are the first three pieces, right? They get frustrated, they improvise, you know, service becomes inconsistent, but then it gets even worse. <laughs> Imagine that it does even get worse because as that frustration grows, things like speed of service, things like overall quality, as we discussed before, really do start to start to erode. But then your culture starts to fall apart. Turnover starts to increase. You start hearing people say things like, oh my gosh, no one knows what's going on around here. And, and that's a terrible thing because as you start to lose team members because they'll go to someplace better that is training, someplace that is providing a better employee experience, you know, you're always going to be able to re-recruit and fill those spots, but will you be able to fill them with the caliber of employee that you really want, with the team members who are going to build and not erode a culture, take care of your guests and not drive them away? You know, people talk and, and out there in the environment, people know what your reputation is. And so if you have a reputation for not providing great training, not taking care of your team, that will spread out there in the universe and you will likely get candidates who sort of live up to that kind of expectation. Now on the positive side, couple of things in closing here, right? The benefits of just fantastic training. The first piece, 
you will have a more confident, competent workforce, and that will shine through in great service. During the course of your training, it's a fantastic time to reinforce all of the goals, all of your vision, all of your values, all the behaviors you want to see, and get everybody in the right mindset to serve. Execution and consistency will just go through the roof. You know, training is that thing, that piece of the employee experience that, again, does help drive those things. Also, efficiency and productivity, they tend to increase as well when organizations really do invest in training. And so the great part is those last four things I mentioned, execution, consistency, productivity, efficiency, those are all growth builders. Those are all sales builders. Those are all middle of the P&L builders, if you will. And so what you invest in training, you will find comes back to you in the form of revenue, in the form of decreased costs, in the form of decreased turnover, because let's face it, getting new team members in is expensive. And then finally, you're going to find that productivity will drive more to your bottom line simply because you've invested in the training it takes to drive those kind of employee experiences. Well, folks, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you have not taken the time to go to igniteyourservice.com slash comeback to check out all the tools there on the Great Service Comeback Framework, get your 45-minute coaching session, check out my blogs and videos. There is tons of great information there for you. Again, remember, you can also go to amazon.com and get my book, Together We Serve. But until next time, I'm Tony Johnson, your customer experience leader. Please remember to keep your customers at the center of everything you do. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you next week. This has been Customer Service Academy Radio with Tony Johnson. Tony is available to speak at your event, meeting, or workshop. Have a powerful customer-focused day.